do have a slight warning at the start of this tape it does talk a little bit about body dysmorphia and how I dealt with it and not how I dealt with it but like how it's a common thing on my in my brain and I just thought that uh, any sort of um, conversation ideas surrounding that will be talked about in this tape so yeah uh, it is so crazy to think how different I am not in terms of like just mentally and what I like and my interests but like what I look like as well I wish and I don't think many people have seen uh, seen photos of me um, around that 10 year old to probably not even 10 probably 6 to you know 12 year old stage um because I almost don't get embarrassed by it but I just like I don't know it's sometimes hard to believe that I've just changed so much and you know I'm one of those people that uh had to go through a health journey in terms of just to be a healthier kid but to be active because I wasn't really the most active person I could have been and today I don't know you know go into extreme sports or anything but maintaining a, a healthy lifestyle is so important to me so bit of background I was considered what you call not the fat kid but you know I was a chubby kid and you know there's nothing wrong in that all kids are we have still baby fat but something that I probably haven't told a lot of people probably have told no one except for like I've had these conversations with my parents but when I was little, probably around that mid, like, um, preteen phase, I would eat at around, like, eight or nine, like, adult meals. Like, I could eat adult meats and meals. And it's not because I was doing excessive sport. I know that my bones were growing, but it was almost like I didn't understand the idea of, uh, of food and what it was doing to me. And I... I don't know and I would wear like I could fit into my mum's clothes and uh like you know teenager clothing and it's not like really out of proportion I don't want to talk this in terms of an extreme thing I'm just talking about how I remember and how I remember so clearly that it was almost um I wasn't ready to do anything about it and you know um, you know, mum always trying to want me to always improve myself would, you know, comment about, you know, maybe I should get more into sport, I should exercise. And then, you know, when it came to clothing, like only until, uh, the year 11 Deb at school, I was comfortable even wearing clothes that didn't actually have sleeves because my arms were something I was really self-conscious about and something that a lot of people didn't know if you have a look at any photos um of me probably year seven year eight year nine um I'm wearing I've, I don't really wear like tank tops or anything and even if I was I was having to wear a jumper or a cardigan 
um i would wear the school uniform like normal but like i would still be wary about it in terms of if it's like short sleeve but i would always want to wear long sleeve clothing i was so uh fixated on long sleeve clothing all the way until um my deb where i actually asked mom can i have sleeves on my dress and you know we were contemplating it and everything looked a little bit too wedding like and um i you know i kind of broke a little bit and i thought okay maybe i'd wear straps and then i tried the straps and wasn't looking and then i for the first time wore a completely strapless deb dress it was a big big thing for me i had not really worn uh anything so um exposing on my arms but also in front of a lot of people at that same time you know where uh, I was so privileged to even be like this organizer but um, it was a really big step for me and I just remember like how for the first time I had put that dress on I didn't feel so self-conscious about my arms in that moment now I have gone a bit of a tangent talking about so many examples in the past like uh five minutes but this is my confession in terms of what I've what I was like and what I still carry with me today but what coming out of high school has and that school system has taught me I don't think people realize how naive I was in year seven I was so naive like coming out of year six I don't even know uh like a more innocent person than me like I really can't think like I still remember when in primary school I first heard like a a swear word and I was like what like what even is that what does that mean like I didn't understand like even in songs and stuff I was like I think I was just like not phased by it and then I like didn't know what it was um but yeah like I didn't even swear like and I still don't swear but I didn't actually like even when I was angry didn't swear till like very like mid high school so what does that have to do with body image in school and dysmorphia well Going into year seven, I did mention on my last tape, I didn't really know how to maintain uh, and enhance the features I had. I like I wish I could get a photo of what my eyebrows look like. I had almost like a monobrow, they were bushy, didn't frame my face. I had braces and like elastic bands. I would have to say for my height, I wasn't... Um, the healthiest I could have been, I was kind of chubby. I still did have a bit of that baby um, fat around my face. I didn't have really much definition in my face. Skin was breaking out, as teenagers do. And I, uh, um, my dress length was like <laughs> to the knee. Like I was really following the rules, very good girl. But, uh, oh, and I didn't have like the right hair. I didn't know how to do my hair at all. Hair length was like really weird, but. I did feel going into high school, a lot of the people around me had come from some sort of sporting background. Now, I did grow up with some sort of sport to like maintain active, but I wasn't necessarily like an athlete 
I felt like everyone in my school, the first thing I noticed is that everyone was really small um, and lean, uh, especially a lot of the girls. And I couldn't help but feel so um, out of place almost because these girls were not only um, Caucasian, white, I was in a class where I was the only really person of colour in my class, the only, you know, person of colour as a, a girl in my entire year level, my year level being over 200 kids. So there was a lot for me to kind of comprehend and I, I, um, I think someone who I don't particularly like right now uh, but at the time I was really good friends with her said that I should get my eyebrows done and I actually at first thought it was a uh, I didn't understand that like I didn't really understand what that meant because uh, I thought it was an insult like I thought that get your eyebrows done what are you doing like you know like you don't like get your eyebrows done and like it was I thought she was trying to say something like a backhanded compliment or I don't even know uh and I and I did I went to go get my eyebrows done and I think I got them like I tried threading mum took me to like um you know a threading place you know who knew how to do it safely um they came from ethnic backgrounds so they knew how to work on um, my skin and my skin type and then threading was not working out for me it was a bit too uh painful I don't know if any of you guys have ever got threaded and then did my eyebrows and for the first time my whole face changed I could not recognize the person that was in the mirror my my face looked so different and that was just coming from having my eyebrows done at this point I was still that sort of chubby cushy that I know and I still remember, I overanalyzed so many things about my appearance. It was only until I lost unconsciously this um, this weight, uh, I think the hard weight, meaning like the weight at the beginning when you're trying to, you know, go on your health journey by traveling. I went on a lot of trips between year seven, year eight and year nine. And by the end of year eight, I, that was where I came, became a little bit more obsessive. I don't know if people remember, actually, I fell asleep. I was so tired in year eight and year nine um, because I would only be eating like really like lean foods, um, but not enough. Uh, there was a time I, did, I fell asleep in class twice um and those who are listening will remember exactly when and people were trying to figure out maybe she's not getting enough sleep and I was I was definitely getting enough sleep I was just very tired I um and obviously I need to be very careful in the way I talk about things I wasn't necessarily I was being very hard on myself and I was being hard on myself because I couldn't believe how much of that excessive weight I lost through traveling. 
I remember I went on a on a trip to New Caledonia with friends through school and they asked us before in terms of allergies like what what would like what would suit us or like preference in terms of meat and I like overanalyzed the entire menu just so I could see which one would be the leanest and I would call my mum I would literally my mum was like my I don't know how she did that like listening to me like thinking about what I should eat and what I should not eat with every meal breakfast lunch and dinner I just for how lean and in terms of the calorie count how small it was again no one really picking up on it I kept it quite secret I remember I even called my mum in the middle of the trip and I was emotional because I told her I was like I felt like I ate so much like same thing I went to America the same thing where I overanalyzed I had to call mum she was like my rock the whole whole time and what people don't realize is that when someone is so I was and I still would call myself pretty charismatic pretty bubbly confident uh I people like there's a lot of things that I had to do almost prematurely to like my mature age and year 10 to year 12 where I um which is really formed the way I look at weight and health and clothes and looks and then high school like the real like year 11 and 12 thing came up and there's a whole sort of competitiveness with who can get like you know people trying to get with people in the year above parties and you know the slightly more tighter clothing I am not kidding when I say I have I didn't wear an actual tight clothing dress until I was probably in oh my god I think now either year 11 or 12 and ever ever and mind you I still was and I was still probably probably a bit more self-conscious about my arms so I was trying to like get things that were a bit looser in my arms but uh it was only like not after I was 16 and and on top of that I felt like you know I was always seeing this cute even after all of this like weight sort of situation always seen as cute oh like oh my god you're so cute and even my name I mean cushy does sound very like you know you want to just like hug it or something but I was always seen as cute I felt like the people who again like I said my last tape deemed as pretty or hot or something people who knew how to present themselves um I hate to say it but the typical Caucasian blonde and even like mo- like most people who are brunette, I mean, there was not even another person of color in my year level, so I wasn't really seeing much. I didn't really see people from outside of school, either. Always seemed as the hotter ones for like having the de- like dead straight hair. There's a million things I could think of. If you're listening, you can probably think of a million things. If you're a guy, you can probably think of other things. If you're um whoever you identify as there's probably so many things you could think of um 
And, you know, there'll be people who don't believe me and think that, no, I was fine this whole time. What, like, I was healthy, but I did overanalyze everything. Every time I would look into the reflection at school um, in the windows, I would make sure that I... It was almost like I was posing every every time I sat, every time I stood, every time I was talking to someone, the way I moved my arms, had my posture, very posed. Uh, and I never felt that people looked at me in a way who valued how my parents probably valued what I look like and beauty, both inner and outer. Like I felt like, you know, my mum and dad and my sister as well all like put such value on my appearance in terms of that they always thought I was beautiful and they would tell me and compliment me. Um, but I didn't truly believe it because I thought that as parents and as family, they would always say that. And I go into school and I think, why, where's my value? And I, I wasn't expecting it and I didn't want it. But I thought, why? You know, there would be people, and I've always valued every diverse um, sort of beauty that we get in this world uh, from every country, every body type. I've always, I've grown up in a way that I admire, but maybe not for myself, but I've always admired and I loved. And and in a school where I was the only person of colour and the way I looked like and the, my kind of progression I had, um, I didn't, even when I felt the most confident, the most beautiful, I was still, I felt in my head that people would always see me as cute or just cushy. Um, or she's really good, fa good fashion taste, but is she, you know, um, it's kind of the question of, is it the model of the clothes, if that makes sense? And then you come out. You come out of high school and you've learned along the way where you know how to do your hair now, you know how to dress, you know how to carry yourself, you know what suits you. Not that same kukai dresses that everyone wears and can suit like a certain um, vibe. It just wasn't my vibe. Like I, It's nothing to do with body type, it just wasn't my vibe. And, um, and you come out. And I found value. People saw value in terms of, and I know that like it's not a big deal, but in the way I looked, I could even see it in the way that they looked at me and this is just this is not just like the male gaze or the female gaze I'm talking about um and it and I, I think it was just kind of like the fantasy of like that no one really knows who you are when you're in the workplace or at university you're meeting everyone for the first time and I wonder if these <laughs> my the uni people would be listening but yeah I 
the confidence I have in myself in terms of what I look like and how much like I know and I do feel somewhat validated uh, comes from just like stepping out. People admire, people out there admire beauty in every form. People actually do. And it's so easy to want to have a compliment or want to be looked at or want to be admired or valued by the people that you were surrounded with for six years or even more in high school and primary school. I get it because you go there every day. Those are the same faces you see every day. You expect something or you want something. For some people, it's a need. And coming out, people are so lovely like and I and I really didn't realize and this both goes for the male and female gaze I didn't realize how and I don't know how to say it in any way but how underrated my value was I think it mainly came from the idea that I knew exactly what suited me what represented me who I am and that had a lot to do with obviously this whole with our progress without feeling the worst I couldn't feel my best without experiencing what it felt like to not be the healthiest or be a healthy kid I would not be able to understand why health is so important and I'm not like a gym freak or anything. I just do value what does go into my body as well. And in terms of this confession overall, I wish I could have said this earlier. And I wasn't, I was actually with a friend not too long ago um, at a cafe and we were talking about pretty privilege. And I said, like, I've never felt like I, and, you know, I never really felt like I had that. And she was like, are you insane? Like, you do. And, like, not just in terms of, like, beauty, but, you know, Eurocentric standards. And I was, like, in shock because no one had worded it in such a way that I felt not, like, good about myself, but I felt like I was a stranger looking at me for the first time. I don't want to go on too long. This is obviously a bit longer right now. I'm probably going to have to chop up a few things. Uh, but one thing that needs to be said is that people admire you. People love you. And it's not about people's love. You just need reassurance. It's all about reassurance. And there's nothing wrong with that. People need reassurance for so many things. Academics. Career. Family. Trust. Reassurance can also be coming from the way you look. And self-worth. And obviously, it's a, a, a self-worth. It's a lot to do with you, but... I think and I believe that once you get out of high school, people 
do offer those that reassurance in many different forms, no doubt. Body language, uh, words, comments, posts, interaction. It's everything. I hope you enjoyed. I did go on a bit longer. But yeah.